0: Three,
1: two, one. <laughs> Desperate to take citizenship so that maybe we can play in the Argentine defence as well. Welcome to Hand of Pot. Ladies and gentlemen, for another exciting edition of your favourite Argentine football podcast, I'm Sam Kelly. Uh, sitting next to me, uh, Australian Dan. Hello. Uh, English Dan. Sorry, I've nearly forgot your nationality. <laughs> Good evening. An English Joel. Hello. And um, we've also got the disembodied head next to us of, of Ralph Hanna, or uh, disembodied voice really coming through the speakers of my computer. Ralph, say hello from Asuncion.
2: Hello, hello everybody. Hello, Ralph. Hi, Ralph. <laughs> How are you? Right. How's, how's the
1: weather in Asunción at the moment? We're English, so we have to discuss these things.
2: It's, it's actually very hot. It's probably about 35 degrees, or it was earlier today. People in Paraguay talk about the weather
1: a lot, though, as well, actually. I don't well, think Argentina, it's such an English well, thing. Yeah. Maybe it's just a... Maybe it's maybe not such it's a typically
2: British... country Irish kind Pacific. of thing, because they're, they're very conservative as well, Paraguay.
1: And, and Argentines are famously reserved and... Let's well, yeah. <laughs> talk yeah. about the weather. Non-stop here, like. absolutely. Yeah, they like to exaggerate. Um, the <laughs> reason that we've got Ralph on this week uh, is not so that we can discuss the weather across South America. Although that sounds like a fascinating topic for a future podcast. <laughs> but sure, you'll yeah. agree. Uh, what would that be called? <laughs> Handful hand of yeah. cloud? Yeah, well
2: done.
1: It, it, it's not so that we can we can uh, start off on, on hand of fog just yet. It's so that we can talk about the upcoming World Cup qualifiers. Uh, those of you who follow all of us on Twitter, those of you who've listened to the podcast for a good while already, will be aware, or may remember at least, that, that Ralph is uh, our man in Paraguay. Um, as I kind of already hinted at when I said from Asuncion. Um I'm not going very far with this introduction today am I
3: well I think I mean some people would criticise us for spending so much money to keep a guy over there in Asuncion but yeah, I think it's, it's <laughs> worth that money well spent
0: it's, you have it's great to, to have a correspondent in another country <laughs> <laughs> and that gives us a real fresh view yeah, yeah. Oh, so Ralph,
2: Ralph, Ralph
4: does the retainer go very far in Asuncion
2: yeah and I'm currently on about I've got about a ton of yerba that have illegally smuggled through Argentina (laughs)
1: we'd better get on to football Uh, on Friday evening the Argentine Friday evening it is evening isn't it Uh, it 7.45 or something the Argentine national team um, take on Paraguay in Cordoba are you still planning on going to the game Ralph?
2: no I'm not I'm um, but other things I'm going to Argentina On the next day To Bahia Blanca But that's another story
1: Spectacular uh, so No
2: I can't go But I think It's almost what? sold out I think they had About 600 tickets For away fans That are left
1: Oh wow, okay. That's uh this is part of the the virtue of playing at in a stadium relatively close to the country yeah. that they're playing against, unlike when they play Uruguay, and Mendoza in a few months' time. Um questions on the Paraguayan
3: national team, guys. No, I don't know, maybe Ralph can just give us a, a bit of a summary how confident they're feeling. Probably gonna be are they gonna be playing fairly defensively? Trying and play playing for a draw, I guess. What do you think of that, Ralph? Yeah, I think I think is, well, it's actually a fair assumption at the moment because because obviously Paraguay's
2: campaign didn't get off to a good start. They they sacked Chiquiase after the last qualifier when they lost to Bolivia three one.
1: He's the uh, manager. We're, we're trying to stifle giggles even ourselves. I <laughs> knew that. So some of our listeners probably yeah, remember that name. Yeah. Veering, of course, on their bike rides at this stage. <laughs> I haven't heard it for a while.
2: <laughs> and yeah, well, well the new, the new manager, unfortunately, his name's Gerardo Peluso, so it's, well, it's maybe yeah, real, yeah. For Spanish speakers and English speakers, yeah. and uh, he's, he's a Uruguayan coach, he did well with Olympia when he started here, the, you know, the biggest club in Paraguay, winning the 2011 Clausura. he's more of a counter-attacking coach. His default is to go defensive. You know, in, if in doubt, he'll go a bit more defensive than going attacking. I was looking at his the squad as well. I mean, he's got in his strikers, they're all sort of what I call defensive strikers in a way. In Nelson, Nelson Aido, Luis Caballero, even Oscar Cardoso, he'll sort of, he's using him as a big guy, a target guy. So it could be the classic Paraguay going for a draw and it's kind of what they need at the moment because they can't afford to drop many points and so they really want to take something from this game
1: How have they started? and, and you've just hinted at uh, the answer to, to that but just give us a bit more background on how Paraguay's campaign has gone so far
2: Compared to say the 2010 qualifiers it's been relatively, relatively poor they, they've lost their three away games which are to Chile, Peru and Bolivia they managed to get a last-minute draw against Uruguay at home, which sounds good, being that Uruguay are, are Copa American champions. But actually, Paraguay had a hundred percent record against them in Asuncion before that, and and their only win so far was Ecuador at home. But I think everybody who watched Ecuador away from home is knows how bad they are, and and Paraguay even won that with two set piece goals. So it hasn't it hasn't been exhilarating stuff. It is much worse than 2010, where by this stage, they would have just beaten Brazil in the previous round, I remember, as they were kind of sweeping everybody aside. So it's the pressure's on, and I think everybody realizes the pressure's on. It, it wasn't ideal to change the coach, but then then what do you do? I suppose they had a difficult choice the Paragon FA because they thought we can try and ride it out and, and see if Chikiyasu can actually can actually turn this around employ w- employee system or we try and cut our losses, get somebody a bit more in the typical Paraguayan, which is funny to say, a foreign coach, who's more in the typical Paraguayan mentality of this defensive counter-attack and let's see if we can uh, we can salvage
1: something. The foreign coaches, have, have they had success before with the Paraguayan national team? I well, genuinely course, don't yeah. know. But yeah. Of course, yeah, Gerardo Martino, taking it to the... You to the the final of the most recent Copa America but prior to him um, how frequently did Paraguay use foreign uh, managers for the national team?
2: Yeah, it's it's actually been quite a quite a trend since I suppose they had uh, Marcarian back in 92 he took them to the 92 Olympics and since then it's been the trend because in 98 they had a Brazilian Gabi 2002 World Cup They had Cesare Maldini Of all people That they sort of Brought in Just for the World I've completely Cup I've About that yeah, yeah. Uh, 2006 They had Mano Ruiz the, the Uruguayan Who I think Is in Peru At the moment Coaching And then they had Of course Martino So yeah They've, they've been using A lot of foreign coaches Um it's generally been the trend here, um,
3: Ralph. Um, did, uh, it looks like well, Aguero's out for this one for Argentina, but uh, Argentina looks like they're going to use uh, La Bezzi, uh, Messi, and Iwayin. Does Paraguay have a like an anti-Messi plan? What, what are they going to do about that young man?
2: Yeah, I, re- I really have no idea. I mean, I remember the last was it the last game in Argentina? I think it was when the last qualifier that we drew one all, and Aguero scored an equaliser for Argentina. Paraguay took the lead With that really Hilarious (laughs) home goal I don't know if you remember that He ran into the keeper
0: those
1: no, 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 um. were dark days, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <these laughs> <are> Meaning, no, <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> I remember that own goal, it's it a while ago, to but, but that but was that under the Maradona regime, or was that before? Basile? No, they lost. That it was Mar- one of the Mar- Mar- matches that Mar- caused yeah. to get upset. So. That's have
2: under Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've all, yeah, you've all blocked it out. <laughs> no, but that, well, that Aguero goal in the last uh, qualifier in Argentina, I remember that was set up by Messi. Slicing through the defence as he does Or through the midfield Because he picked the ball up so deep And that But that I guess was You know the only damage he did I don't know They're going to play They'll probably play Christian Riveros in central midfield And the most likely Victor Cáceres As the other holding midfielder I really don't know How they're going <coughs> to cope with See, Especially if he can get one-on-one With any of the defenders Because I mean you've got uh, Alcaraz probably partnering Verón or maybe Paulo da Silva but none of those guys are particularly quick. Uh, so I, be, no, I mean no, I think not one of two be... ways it could really be Carnage or, or Paraguay could could dig in and get something
1: none of them it's fair to say players who are likely to be signed by Madrid as the solution to stop Messi in the next mm-hmm. classical um, yeah. Ralph I wanted to ask you actually about one guy um, Johnny Fabro
0: Is obviously obviously uh, born in Argentina but I think he's already played One friendly for Paraguay And he'll be making his Competitive debut against Well Argentina of all teams Like Can he inject something New into the team?
2: Yeah I think I think that's That's going to be the hope For Paraguay In It was funny because He got called up Yeah for the friendly Against Guatemala Which was his official debut But he has no Paraguayan heritage, so it's a bit different to people like uh, Barrios and Santana. He's been here for five years as a resident, so he qualifies for nationality, and he decided to take it. I mean, I think he's 29 now, so he's not going to break into the Argentina squad anytime soon. Purely because of his age, of yes. course.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, nothing to do with him, him having to compete with people like Messi and Aguero. <laughs> uh, but he's, uh, he's a hard player to... It's a pigeonhole because you want to call him a sort of typical Enganche or DS, but he's not. He's actually much sort of stronger and physical, and I suppose I mean I've tried comparing him with players, but I can't really get close. So I suppose he's not that different to Rooney in some some kind of respects. Uh, although he's much bigger, I think he's six foot one, um, but he could be a really interesting player. I guess he's good. He's been used in all the training sessions, so I'm sure Pelusa is going to start him against Argentina. They will probably play behind one striker that I'm guessing will be Cardoso, and yeah, his job will be to sort of try and unbalance Argentina in the in the space between midfield and defence he's particularly dangerous from free kicks I think he's scored six direct free kicks in the last six weeks which is a ridiculous conversion rate
1: wow so so if Paraguay can even you know that's a crazy tactic but even if he can just win free kicks in and around the area he's on that kind of form and playing with that kind of confidence that that, that could be a source of a goal sure um in my introductory moment of hilarity uh, that I t- try to provide each week, I, I hinted <laughs> at uh, a recent call up for Argentina. Um, Leandro de Sabato has, has slightly surprisingly been-, been called up to replace the injured, God, remind me of the. Colocini. Colocini. Thank you, Fabrizio Colocini. Who would have been a sub anyway, but. In Argentina's, uh, as Dan says, substitute defence. Uh, although I'd have wouldn't mind seeing Colachini as, as a starter I certainly would mind seeing De Sabato as a starter if I, if I was Argentine at least Are the Paraguayan press National team whatever seeing any kind of hope At least perhaps in, in Argentina's Achilles heel which is the defence Is there any sense that Paraguay could Dig in and, and get Something out of it or is it seen as a Kind of foregone conclusion at any points From the new manager's first match in charge Well first, first competitive match in charge Are going to be uh, a bit of a bonus
2: yeah, I think I think the reality is the the draws kind of the well Paraguay have never won in Argentina for a start or they've never won a qualifier. Or any competitive match I think. But definitely not a qualifier. And I think the hope is for for a draw. That's the realism. Also because I mean Argentina I think they've blown away most of the teams they played recently at home. I remember the Ecuador qualifier, for example.
1: Yeah, we were myself in Australia down with that. Um and it was <laughs> As impressive as yeah. it always is Watching that front three um, At the same time the Do I don't think uh, I think I heard today That Argentina hasn't beaten
3: Paraguay In a World Cup qualifier Since like 97 so you know, a really a long, long time. time So lots
1: of draws in
3: Argentina Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, Perhaps a draw yeah. would be a good bet In this one
2: No I mean Incredibly actually They Argentina haven't won against Paraguay in Argentina in a qualifier since 73 no the last the last five games in Argentina qualifiers have been a draw mm-hmm. either 1-0 or 0-0 with Paraguay so wow. that's why they haven't won since 73
1: we, we should mention that the reason that goes all the way back to 73 is that prior to 94 or no prior to the 98 World Cup okay. qualifiers uh, South American qualification was split into two groups um, so they wouldn't always have, have played Paraguay as they do under the current system obviously any other questions on the Paraguay national side boys yeah, I think he's summed it up very well yeah. It's very Absolutely. Good. I, yeah I feel like I know what what's it's coming on uh, uh, Friday anyway yeah none of us have really bothered to research uh, the opponents at all so thank you very much for that Ralph I'm, I'm joking of course we're all very <laughs> professional <laughs> this is humour being injected into the podcast uh, boys you have to uh, uh, appreciate it can you put uh, can up a little sign every time this is a joke, <laughs> like. I'll, I'll write one out for the next <laughs> we'll, we'll give podcast give us a 30 second more course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never knew the intro yeah. was supposed to be funny <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> until you just mentioned it <laughs> Thank you so much I'd fire you but you're going next week (laughs) anyway. Ralph uh, I guess before we bid you farewell um, We need to to ask you For your own prediction of the match And and also just to ask how you're going to be uh, Enjoying it Whether you're going to have a a cool I can't name any Paraguayan beers But I was going to suggest one in in hand And whereabouts it's going to be And of course what you think is going to happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the drink's
2: more important. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll probably be... i am be lying on my bed because that's where I've got my TV set up. It's I'll be too drinking... Still yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, there. It's not there. It's not beer. Place. Well, actually, is it, oh, no, it's at about 7 o'clock, isn't it? It's okay. yeah, well, maybe I can, I can stretch stuff. to a Paraguayan beer like a Baviera. There you go. There's a traditional Paraguayan beer. Uh, as for a prediction, I don't know. Uh, I'm a bit scared to make one either. I think... I'll, I'll say one all but I think that's my heart's over my head it'll be one all if Paraguay can can keep a grip on Messi
1: with Johnny Favreau scoring a free kick for Paraguay's last minute equaliser or yeah
2: yeah minute. that's sort of <laughs> a la José Luis Chilaver it'll be that kind yeah. of that kind of angle
1: excellent cool uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you as always Ralph take care and goodbye for now <laughs> bye Ralph bye, bye Ralph
2: bye cheers lot, guys
1: now taking a break to refill our five glasses between the four of us because I've got a bit confused uh, when pouring them originally um, and it's time to get on to the, the real matter at hand of course which is uh, Argentine football we do thank Ralph very much for his involvement um, and since we've Already spoken about Their rivals We'll now discuss Or their, their first rivals At least of the, the Coming double header We shall now discuss The Argentine national team And first of all Let's, let's get Leonardo de Sabato Out of the way yeah. um, We're indignant Sam We're absolutely Livid I think, think is the only word Sam. Explain to us why Dan Because why would you Not want a player With his kind of Experience um, uh, Top level trophies As Copa Libertadores Winner I think with guys With experience And a lot of experience You can basically
0: Um Divide them into has-beens and never will be. And the Sabato is both a has-been and a never will be. He's just not an international class defender. Like, he can hold his own sort of in uh, primero although this season he's looked a lot less than definitely he was, say, in 2009 when Estudiantes won the uh, Libertadores. Then maybe you could have sort of a legitimate claim to call him up as a sub, but now, you know, this is... For Sabella as well, it can't make him look good because it's obviously, you know he's been picked because he's in It's like there's no other reason you can point to yeah I
1: think I mean, that's something that been this is yeah we yeah, mentioned yeah, it a few for times for ourselves mentioning bordering on complaining and for a lot of the Argentines in the local press have obviously been complaining because they're supporting the team as well as just reporting on them um, is that Savela has shown a propensity to favour Estudiantes and former Estudiantes players who featured under him for them when they won the Copa Libertadores and so on. Mm. Um, John, you were going
4: to say something? Yeah, I think there's something here which is, I mean, obviously, when you've got a player like Guillermo Bordiso Mm. and Lisandro Lopez, Mm. uh, who were both excellent last year. And have been good this year as well I mean, We're going
1: to clarify um, just very quickly That we're not talking about the Leon
4: striker yeah. <laughs> When we mentioned about the, well. the setting, the, This is true yeah. uh, Sorry but um, um, so, so clearly he's not at that level And he doesn't have that future uh, There is a, The only thing here And the only thing which I can think uh, Makes any sense Is is the question that He's not rocking the boat So that um, Savela knows him And he comes in He's not going to play yeah, But he's just going to be there and he's not going to kick up a fuss. Um, Brazil did exactly the same at the World Cup <coughs> in 2010, taking Cleverson, the midfielder. Uh, he was never going to play. Oh, Manchester United, a S- star. Absolutely. But but the point is that he filled up a space and he got on and he, he was professional and, and, as I said, he doesn't, doesn't kick up a fuss. That's the only but can I the say, only thing I can say. Is it not worth saying uh, that we're
1: going to call up this guy and, Okay, with the assumption that he's not going to play but you at least calls somebody up who if tomorrow in training there's a massive stramash and ten people end up getting injured who can at least step into the breach and actually do the job
4: well this goes back to Kleberson and the Brazil example because when things weren't working for Brazil in against Holland in the quarter final they had no, no one on the bench and this is the problem and then, so on the one hand you, you're you avoiding any problems and because it, if if he were to bring up uh, if he were to call up uh, Lopez or, or Borliso, there'd be pressure on him to, to, to call it to, to play him.
3: Yeah, it has pressure That's on the, on the on the back too.
4: And let's so. not forget that there is a, a a league round as well this weekend. Mm. If 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 they take Borliso from Boca, all hell will. Sure.
3: Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, what's going to be a problem? Under Lopez from yeah. Arsenal. nobody cares about that. They're the
1: champions.
3: champions. Yeah, I think I'm um, similar to Joel. The only reason I can see it is that there's, uh, what, two days before the game, uh, this is a player that's not going to play. And some has still got contacts, so is Dede are prepared to Yeah, uh, to bring in, uh, bring bring in this however to train. When Colucini injured himself, he was training in the reserve side, uh, practicing mm. alongside Mascherano at the back. Um, so Obviously because Matt suspended Because this he's not saying yeah. I guess
1: yeah. for the benefit Of Newcastle Fans who might be listening As well What is quality Is
3: injury He's, he's he just got a, a Strain point. on the back Of his right leg um, And it doesn't sound well, We haven't had the, the medical report Or whatever But it doesn't sound That serious Because they were Talking about him Perhaps being ready For Peru mm-hmm. in, but Then I think What you. I'd think what i say about this What I'd like to add Is um, John made the
0: point Yeah that um, Cleverson went To the World Cup With Brazil in 2010 And wasn't ever Expected to play In you know. But then if you look at what Brazil have done since the 2000 World Cup, since uh, Manuel Menezes, for all his faults, and you know I've been a critic of him as much as anyone, since he took over from Dunga, you can say how many young players has Menezes brought through the ranks in Brazil? You, know, you look at people like Neymar, Ganso, Damião, Lucas, Oscar, Derrida, the, the defender, Danilo. You know, you're talking about seven or eight players who have come from the local league and made a real name for himself playing international football. In that same time You look at the Argentine team Is there one One that Has come up from here And made a, made a name for himself Maybe Marcos Rojo But Barely 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 In the loosest sense of the terms He's made a name for himself And
1: the other thing Unless I it's actually,
0: something You know You need to, to risk these guys I think you know, Especially playing at home You know you're playing you know at least get them in the squad maybe they'll have a few minutes maybe yeah, not the, the they'll be like training with Messi they'll be
3: training with Viguero the only thing I, I can think is that he's perhaps protecting them a little bit and that he doesn't want to bring them in sort of without I don't know perhaps he wants to bring them in for the for these Copa Roca in a in a few, <laughs> in a few, whatever
4: it is. I think they're definitely going to play that yeah. at the end of the month, yeah. right?
3: Uh, <laughs> explain to us what the Copa Roca is, because uh, uh, a, a couple of friendlies against Brazil.
4: Yeah. Uh, involving it's the the first. Hang on, isn't it the either the yeah. Americas Cup or the Nicolas Leos? Yeah, I thought it was uh, Copa de Copa, Copa Roca, yeah, yeah, exactly. The yeah. Copa Roca was the old. was what it yeah. used to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Roca has now fallen out so far out of favour that he's being dropped from Argentina's hundred peso notes as well, because they finally remember he killed a lot of people and there's a genocidal. But let's <laughs> uh,
3: so
1: yeah. I don't know. no I, he,
3: like Savella has been a, a bunch of Arsenal games. He's definitely watching Lisandro Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously very he's spoken very highly of the player. So I think he's definitely got him in mind and probably uh, young Borriello as well.
4: Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't. I think there's there's reasoning behind this, and I don't think it's like Maradona calling up Garcia to take him to the World Cup. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the reason I say it is just that I refuse to believe Savella makes so much sense when he speaks yeah, uh, uh, he's got a very clear idea of what he's doing yeah. and he's and he, and it to, and he is to a politician is as well a, he knows he he's, he's knows he doesn't you know how he wants to play it and you're right I think Borodiso and, and Lissandro Lopes will play in, in, against Brazil in this uh, whatever it's called and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and uh, there has to be a reason I don't think it's just a whim of no, Sabellas Because I don't th- He's not that kind of coach And he's not that kind of man yeah. So We should probably move on Because it's not going to Affect yeah. the game at all yeah. so many, um... First
1: of all I'd like to tackle the, um, the uh, Again Being a, an English language podcast We, we have to realise That a lot of our Listeners uh, Support such Nothing teams really As Manchester City For instance I mean God. Um if you're a new listener, I'll explain that I'm a United fan, and that was a, a good-natured joke, and please don't take offence. That was another joke. <laughs> but, but they, 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 they could, they, a, they They could justifiably, um, and I saw a few people asking about it on, on Twitter when it when, when the squad was announced, uh, be wondering why Sergio Aguero has been called up when he's injured. He's not going to play. Either of the matches, he, uh, he might. He be could Euro play against Korea. Yeah. He <laughs> could. Yeah. He could be back in time, but yeah, on he's, <laughs> against... he's suspended for the first one and injured for it as well. So really, what's the point in calling him up? I mean, there are technical um, reasons behind this presumably. Well, so I, I think this, this is kind together, of Sabella's but, idea yeah. that he wants. Uh, you know,
0: he knows more or less who. Are, um, let's say his first 18 players, kind of his top 18 players. He knows who they are, and he wants them kind of together. I think in every opportunity. So even if Agüero is not. Going to play, you know. Obviously, he's not going to play the first game. He looks unlikely, maybe, to at least start the second game. But the idea is that he'll still come to Argentina and he's going to be with Messi, he's going to be with Viguain, and uh, they're going to be kind of like talking and getting to know each other. I think it's like to build the squad a bit more. I mean,
1: you know. and they can do the tactical move that's still on the pitch, exactly. They like can the walk through things <laughs> yeah. to he's suspended. He is suspended for the first match, yeah. Yeah, well, that's another right. reason
3: because. If they're not called up, that suspension doesn't count, right? Because that's why... Yeah, of course it doesn't. I consider. don't know. Well, no, no I think they, they were saying today that Lovetsy, the reason he was called up in the last friendly yeah. was because that make him counted his, right. as his suspension. That's sad.
4: Wow. Yeah, I know, I certainly I heard Savela saying that the, you know, he, he only has, I mean, what, four or five occasions in a year yeah. when he's able to call up players, and so he needs to, to make the most of that as you touched on exactly. to, to go through the, the motions yeah. so that he's involved in the squad and he's hearing the tactical talk and he knows what's expected of them and how exactly. things work yeah. I'm uh, sure from a yeah, personal regardless if he's yeah. going to play or not I'm,
0: I'm sure sorry. from a personal point of view as well is going to be happy like uh, had the excuse at least to spend uh, a week in Argentina with his
4: well, well, Tevez yeah, came great. back as well as yeah, he always right? does so, yeah. so yeah, will mean, so, so be City back fan, in a couple of months as if well can, yeah. if, if,
1: if you're a City fan and, and as I say understandably having uh, doubts about why <laughs> it was called you know sure he's not being pushed <laughs> to the big they being dispelled. being asked to, to risk his his body it's, or anything um, it's so, all, yeah. the, so all that said do we have an idea how Argentino line up well the, the
3: 11 is, is pretty much um, yeah. sorted out us, I think then? yeah and, and it's probably one of two formations um, it's either the, the like a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 three, three. but the players will be the same it's, yeah. uh, it's going to be Zabaleta uh, Garey, Fernandez and Rojo they're playing without a goalkeeper yeah Rest of mine, (laughs) Romero. (laughs) Uh, And then Brania to replace Mazzirano alongside Gago. And then um, it'll be Messi, Di Maria, and. uh, What's his face? Yeah, well, Lavezzi up front, I think. And then what's his face?
1: Uh, Sosa.
3: Sosa. And Nath. Three behind. Uh, no, no, sorry. I think it's is yeah, it? Iwain up front, and then Messi, Di Maria, and La Messi, La. Yeah, today there was yeah, versus, yeah. so it's, 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 it's possibly if it's a
1: four-three-three.
3: There, there
4: is a problem here that throughout the week, and then people maybe who don't get the sort of the, uh, the minute by minute of the national team. Uh, <laughs> <Bloody> uh, <laughs> Preparations They um, they do announce the, the team in training As the team Right And and it goes changing Just so w- depending on so Well Because it, it depends on Who's in the country I mean, so Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, And so that's happened A lot this week Kind of yeah. We've had uh, The team will be And uh, and it's changed
3: Yeah but I think Basically That looks fairly certain. I, I threw yeah. so in Because I expected Him always to be there But yeah
0: it, Yeah I think Sizer so will be <laughs> in He'll either be Part of that I, I, 43-1 Or he'll be or in free man midfielder Or if not he'll be One of the subs That comes off the bench
1: yeah. Oh, uh, he will play let's, well, let's say that the other yeah. thing that I'll, ju- I'll just very quickly say because when Aussie uh, Dan named uh, Rodrigo Brana, we had a you might have picked up a derisive snort from English Dan but one reason at least that Rodrigo Braña has been called up is that he's suspended for a Studiantes match this weekend right. so that's one local player that Sabella can call up yeah. without any kind of fuss from um, from his club and A that it's right. Studiantes and they'll do whatever seven wants anyway, but B that he's not going to play even if he's not called up for, for the national team. Right. Um, so it kinda of cancels each other out. Whereas if he yeah. called up, say the Android Samosa from Bocker or yeah. uh, the, the vegetable as, as I like to call him. Um, or, or seemingly Arnold from River or who are basically on his current form doesn't deserve a call we're, we're not gonna get onto that in, <laughs> in a short while. Um, you know, various other holding midfielders there would have been a, perhaps a slight bit more of a fuss from, from that club. Yeah, so
3: that's pretty much the, the team we've seen recently in, in home games without Agüero or Mascherano, and, and with um, Braña and Tabessi yeah. replacing them. But.
1: And the other thing that I'm just thinking about is in terms of the double-headers that Argentina have had so far, after the last World Cup qualifier was at home to Ecuador And then they didn't Play again If my memory Is serving me correctly That, that was their the Yeah they had a week double off, yeah. was that. Was it Brazil In the friendly after the, that period. Yeah yeah, yeah. So <laughs> quite right 4-3 um, Prior to that We had um, Doubleheaders Which were The That's Belliger at home wrong. Which was a Disappointing draw Followed by a uh, Very disappointing From the media's Point of view But actually from the point of view of Those who are a bit, little more neutral Have seen how much Venezuela Have improved a, a 1-0 defeat At home to Venezuela In the first doubleheader well, header No the it, first uh, game Was a 4-1 win Against Chile Oh of course You're right yeah. Sorry no, then, no, no, the big Believe it always followed By the, the yeah. Colombia win yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Come on Chile so, you know, and then The defeat got to Venezuela got and, then, and then Yeah And then The, the, the Colombia win Colombia. Each yes. of these Has had either Either one disappointing Result Or At, uh, at least one Pretty difficult opponent in, in the shape of Colombia. Whereas this time around we've got Paraguay, who, as we've just discussed with Ralph, are probably going to be playing for the draw. Not to yeah. disparage them too much, but the the, the feeling is that they're going to be kind of yeah. happy with that. Followed by yeah. Peru, who, it has to be said, have fallen away since the Copa America. They no, I don't think you well. can be too hard on Peru because I know, like they've yeah they've struggled so
0: far. I think they've picked up one win and four defeats in their games, but. At the same time, I've seen a lot of their games, they've um, they've been uh, without people like Pizarro and Farfan, all these kind of guys who are absolutely key for them, I think uh, Vargas missed a few games as well, Mm. so they've they've been pretty depleted and obviously for a country like Peru, it's quite tough Mm. and I think they've had a few away games, they've got both their games now on home soil, they start against Venezuela on Friday and then they host Argentina like...
1: That's kind of interesting I think in the double header itself and
0: that not when yes. it's home and away or away and home and No, I think like, they've had a couple of away the and stuff like No, I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't rule out Peru, especially with the altitude because you Lima. wouldn't
1: uh,
3: No
0: a draw would be brilliant. You know, a win well, against
3: Venezuela well, well, and, and Lima.
4: Yeah, it's at altitude, right? Lima? Yeah. It's on the beach, isn't it? Sure <laughs> <laughs> Lima is at altitude. <laughs> controversial. Great great seafood there. Yeah? Um? I have, yeah, I have Fantastic solution. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was, was agreeing with you. I'm so um, still excited about it. No, even so, even
3: if, if if it is
1: a resurgence through,
4: like, it wouldn't but be on. Sorry, I'm just while you've been talking, yeah.
1: I've got no, the sorry. understandings of but Peru are uh, bottom of the South American yeah, yeah. qualifiers uh, with one win, four defeats, and 11 goals conceded from five. Matches. Yeah, I would have put um, six
3: points past Argentina here. And so, I mean. Um, I think they'd be happy with four from these two games but uh, six wouldn't be impossible and, and if they came out of these two with, with two wins uh, you know there would be a, a real momentum behind Sabella Absolutely. and his his plan.
1: The current standings uh, in the South American qualifiers, we'll, we'll just update because there have not been enough matches played to probably make this worthwhile stating. Um, Chile are top with 12 points from six matches and of course the fact that Brazil aren't playing qualifiers um, due to being the host for the next World Cup means that there are Teams taking matches off, so not everyone's played the same number of games, uh, which is a relatively unusual situation in the South American qualifiers. So Chile top with with 12 points from six. Uruguay and Argentina are on 11 and 10 points from five matches. Ecuador on nine points from five matches. Um, Venezuela eight from six. Colombia seven from five. Um, and then Bolivia four from six. Paraguay four from five. And Peru three from five, uh, which is about a single win. So yeah, and Argentina. Picking up six points and put them on the 16 <clears> From yeah. seven Effectively put At the top it's, And the could Could get the same results Which away to Colombia And then home to Ecuador Is not going to be No Some some good. really interesting games In there But uh, from Argentina's perspective It
3: f- sort of felt like a, That win over <laughs> Colombia Where they They were away And they, they went one nil down And then they That was a big it.
1: Big ten point If they'd
3: have lost that Then <laughs> Messi had a fantastic game You feel like that was Kind of the the turning point for
1: and the, and the point that it was in the managership as well. It was what fourth uh, yeah. competitive match yeah. in charge, and it was following as we established eventually after my forgetfulness the, the disappointing. Uh, the yeah, really and there's been some really defense.
3: impressive uh, friendly results in between as well. Yeah, um, you saw it. Well, you, know, you feel like the uh, Argentina has the momentum now, and, and they could. Uh, yeah, as I said, uh, two wins in these two matches would really. Kind of put them in command of the, the qualifying campaign.
1: Um, it does seem a little bit like we're trying to make a big thing of a foregone conclusion as well, because we we should mention we're not under any illusions. We're not you know under the impression that Argentina might somehow fail to qualify for this World Cup in the way they almost did for the last one. They're competing from one of four and a half spots in a nine team group mm-hmm. and playing well, unlike how they started off the last ma- uh, the last campaign. Because it was about this stage of the last campaign that Basile got. Got fired. Yeah, kind of how that we know how that went. Um, So, without spending too much further time on it, we shall now play some music, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the Argentine uh, first division um, and and another goal-filled weekend. Scoring weekend. Um, uh, it's been a weekend and we're already on Wednesday night. It feels strange to be saying that. Uh, in, in the Torneo in Inicial, um, 24 <laughs> goals in 10 matches and not a single nil nil draw. Uh, only three clean sheets as well. Um, I got a remarkable six and that. Yeah. Second. Wow. Was that a record? I Is think had ones, oh. yeah, I got seven Yeah, I think I got seven this weekend. Cause, <laughs> but we. Did mostly the same predictions, and I think with one differing, which which I got right. Um No, but I'm just saying I was a yeah, was I
2: was
1: Grab the dagger.
3: Grab it. <laughs> the difference you means I got it wrong. No, no, no.
1: But up to something like the sixth game of the weekend. The Nyan team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the other thing was it was not only a high scoring weekend, it was also a very high red card weekend. Um Especially the first the first half of the weekend, the first mm. five games saw eight red cards and I'm not including the two that were shown to uh, managers so eight players were sent off in the first five matches and then only one in the second five I think I, I can't remember in which match that was that was
0: wrestling against San Martin
1: of course yeah Um so there wasn't another one Dan that? that was uh, there might be we'll, yeah. we'll get on that in a second but yeah um, this was a dramatic game for so many reasons partly it was the last match of the weekend um, we saw a magnificent Hat trick performance from uh, a uh, 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 typically to be expected seasoned veteran. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, passing it up. Yeah. Um, and we also saw the first, and I feel a complete twat for even starting the sentence now, but I'll explain why afterwards. Um, the first outfield player to save a penalty in the Argentine top flight for 20 years. And the reason I feel the tie is that I can't tell you who the last one was because I didn't bother looking it up before we started recording. Well, I did my research That's a little bit better than on. you,
0: and I know that the last one at least to do it in <laughs> Racing was um, the great Chango Carnas in 1971 against Rosario Central. The same man the uh, uh, course uh, Celtic. Yeah, a game that Racing went on to win. 2-1 I believe in 1971 If, but let's Celtics, get back to if you're a Celtic
1: fan and you're listening please don't write any complaint for me mentioning the match uh, when I'm making any Just remember I didn't say anything Yes Sorry. absolutely um, So yeah I'll get back on to
0: Yeah uh, it was yours. basically just an incredible match to be at um, It started off with an absolute I don't even have words to describe the goal it, it was just uh, fantastic something like, else, It yeah. moved so quickly It was When, when we say and, started off
1: 40 minutes in yeah 40 minutes the first 40, set the scene for a I, I, particularly for me because I completely missed the whole game. Yeah, I was
0: it hadn't fast. been a great first 40 minutes kind of Rassin had a few half chances and i know. be sure went but in a decent free kick that was saved and I think Sam Martin had a decent chance as well it can kind of swayed back and forth a bit but then um, um, yeah uh, as Sam said our seasoned veteran uh, Luciano Vieto of 18 years old and all of about 6 or 7 uh, primera games under as well and this was his
1: first start right or second I start? think
0: he's he's made a start before yeah sure, I'm sure but yeah he basically um, he took the ball off I can't remember who at the moment even though I've watched a goal about 20 times since that and yeah he took it forward and just released a right footed shot that Came off the bar, you know, went straight in the angle and bounced up. It was
1: particularly up. It, it bounced off the crossbar and from there down onto the post, and then it, mm. like, it was yeah. kind of swerved. With it was, down, it was, yeah, it had so much in
3: swerve week. and pace, and it, it was amazing. about before how uh, those games looked those goals look so much better than yeah, other absolutely. goals than the ones where they
1: smack the crossbar yeah yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, as it, like, yeah. yeah. unless <laughs> it goes straight into the roof of the neck clean <coughs> that looks good but the other thing was this isn't some you know, edge of the box blast this was from about 60 yards out right
0: no it's about 25 metres out like. it seems so much further <laughs> no it's about 25-30 metres out but still amazing goal and that was the first sort of three that the that the young kids scored and which was actually one with his right foot one with his left foot and one mm-hmm. with his head
1: Yes, yeah, a perfect hat-trick A perfect they. hat-trick, yeah um, Unfortunately not a, a German standard Perfect hat-trick Because they weren't all scored In the same half The other were scored okay. In the second half But it was by English standards A perfect
0: You're hat-trick Quite too demanding
1: No, no, I'm not uh, the oh, this, are These not. are actually rules like yeah, this, No, no, this, this is actually What they have in Germany They have really? A true hat-trick Is scored in all Three goals in one half Yeah um, Okay yeah. So if we If we carry on with the story Like what
0: we were getting at before uh, It was 3-1 to Racing Thanks to Vieto's hat-trick And in the last few minutes, um, our reserve keeper, Jorge de Oliveira, came out pretty... He was playing
1: because Sebastián Sája is injured. He's, He's injured, yeah. right calf injury picked
0: up Exactly. Yeah. So he came out pretty comfortably um, and took a player down as a penalty. And since he'd already got a yellow calf for time-wasting, he got sent off. Racing had already made three changes, so they weren't allowed to make any more. So, and you got to say, you know, I don't know if you guys saw um, Zubel Dia's press conference was after the game, but... Well, uh, Pelletieri, like, he'd actually had a strange game, like, he gave away the ball for the San Martín goal, but he also did a delicious bit of skill to, and then across the south, the third.
1: Yes, which was then knocked down by Diego Michel, was it? I, I yeah, knocked over it. by Diego Michel, but yeah, left done. by
0: Vieto, yeah. Pelletieri was straight in there, he's like, I think he almost like strips. Like, <laughs> then it's like, give me the fucking, <laughs> give me the fucking jersey.
1: Like, put shut the down, down the well. I was wondering whether that was just by default because he's the goalkeeper, or whether <laughs> no, it's he, he was the vice ca- captain. He was the captain before he was because Saka was the captain. Oh, okay. he was, was vice, the vice captain. Yeah, the pictures of him putting the shirt on and then the captain's yeah. on. Yeah, and... well, he has to take the captain's on, man. Not <laughs> yeah, the no, shirt, of course,
0: on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logical. And so he took, he came in for the goal, and he made just it was. A fantastic save, I can't yeah. get over it. And I was right behind the goal was the kind of I've watched it about seventy five times since <laughs> then. And it was just no, it was fantastic. And then apart from that, he like he saved it. And then he just like got up like a ferret. Right, yeah. and Jumped up. on the yeah. ball like no you know, complete brokenly, no like sense of fear or self preservation, just like dived on the ball. What, what, and it what was, I was know, just like you don't know how Racing fans in behind the goal which I've do you
3: think to that a kind of because the Racing fans are traditionally I mean, slightly pessimistic about, about things they've seen so many things go wrong do you think that could be the turning point that that single moment of seeing Pelletieri pull on the, the goalkeeper when the goal, it
0: it's hard not to think it you know because I mean, like, we can probably give a bit more perspective and say that um, Racing at the moment thanks to that win which also we should mention was the end of a uh, Facundo Savas Reynas seventeen yeah, coach a little bit unfairly like he's lost the first that. half games but you gotta say like all opponents yeah and some they're one of the few teams that are in that situation that come out to play against you, you know mm. I I saw earlier uh, Rafaela come to Racing like they took a one draw but they don't play like it's all kind of knocking it back up the field and everything they're like. You know, it's, so much it's like, to play, but, yeah, it was yeah. yeah. But yeah, so after that win, you've got Racing on eleven points, which puts him joint second, I believe, with Colonials and oh, Vélez. I uh, oh, don't worry. And right. Vélez. Arm, yeah Vélez, oh my, no, Vélez one point back. That, yeah, got it, Chris. So one point behind Boca, that kind of chasing pack So unbeaten in the league still. I don't think there's that's too great. many teams that are still on there. Four. Four. Uh, Four. And, and funnily <laughs> enough, well, that's not many.
1: That's Funnily enough. Not. Boca have lost the match yeah. and the four who are on 11 points are the four who yeah. are still unbeaten but let's be honest like
0: the four game, the five games that Boca have had at the moment like you couldn't have asked for an easier running I mean sure. come on when Rafaela, Rafael Aquilmes like, newly promoted who they actually lost to
4: uh, Tigre hmm. who, yeah. going back for a second almost, almost champions last season but then lost half a team <laughs> no, it's still there oh, no. yeah. <laughs> sorry I, I'm not going to argue this one <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: there's only
4: one win in this one
1: going back to your mention of uh, Superliga's post-match press conference one of the, yeah. the things I managed to kind of pick up as I said I didn't see the game live um, afterwards was, was the quote two things are particularly brilliant about Pechetieri's save if we ignore the save itself yeah. <laughs> Peletieri Pelletieri, sorry with, damn, yeah. without Sever here to pronounce it properly I want to see so <laughs> The first is the fact that his nickname is the Octopus, which yeah. is admittedly a fairly common nickname in Argentina for defensive yeah, midfielders football, who yeah. get their tentacles everywhere and pop Yeah, the, the idea that they're everywhere and on the pitch. Yeah, that, that's kind of a good really nickname helping. for a goalkeeper yeah. as well. And the other then was Zubeldia's comment in the press in the press conference afterwards, which was just kind of, yeah, you know, he kind of fancies himself as a goalkeeper. <laughs> I Always think, you know, well, if
0: someone believe. If someone believes himself a good player, then they can probably do it. So he thinks he's a good keeper. So yeah, why not?
3: Yeah. Well, not been, I mean, it's been mentioned during the week about his, his sort of personality, his type of player. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in the middle of uh, the, midf- the defensive midfielder there, and he's got such character and such. So yeah, he's the kind it, of guy. that yeah. says, "Well, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop the penalty." I and mean, I mean, no, they also said yeah.
0: that would rather see kind of him playing for Argentina rather than Ramí. Like rather than Braña I'm i I'm always saying I'm not, not saying he's
1: gonna
0: be
1: barrel. No, well. <laughs> uh yeah, maybe. And maybe as a reserved.
0: And it. yeah you know, he gives you yeah. options eventually at least, you know, goalkeeper slash defensive midfielder. is he hey, younger than
1: Brangett?
0: He's twenty nine thirty I guess. Oh okay so he's not particularly young but... No, but no, I heard it a couple of times and not just from fans you know. So Anyway, yeah, that was a
3: superb game, even yeah. for a non wrestling fan. Other,
1: other matches did take place this week,
3: well, I just so. wanted to, before we perhaps mention other matches, just, like, you talked about the table and how all those teams are up there. Sure. Um, it's, it's actually a really interesting league at this stage, uh, up to five games. We've um, got the
1: top seven within 12 points of each other. Yeah, and the fact and that... up to five games doesn't sound like much, but after the next match, we're going to be a third of the way through this championship. Well, you felt like last...
3: Um, Season that it was more a case of teams just sort of looking good for a couple of games and dropping off. Mm. At this stage, um, I would say that the, those top five. I've been a little bit doubtful about Velez but they, they continue to win games. So that even the top six, uh, Boca, Racing, Arsenal, Colón... You Yeah, thinking
1: think like Cruz level on points with Belles and having played some, I think it's slightly harder. Mm, I think
3: it's well, some. I wouldn't put them up there yet, but. Um, they're really and interesting, and grateful. Yeah. Either way, there's a whole bunch of teams that have looked good.
1: Good from five to six to a whole bunch. Well,
3: yeah, let's say five, six, seven. killners have even played played well, and you know what...
1: And now I'm duty-bound to point out the river of
3: the <laughs> level. <laughs> of exactly. The
1: <laughs> so, nine teams. <laughs> table. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, we've sort of talked about how five or six teams who are, who are mm. proper teams, who, I don't know, they look like they've, they've got their shit together. Um, all of them could be challenging. Uh, and it's kind of—it's nice to see that as a contrast of previous seasons where it just seemed to be like teams falling away and mm. ones, whoever yeah. fucked up the least would win.
1: The ones I'm most interested to see how they kind of turn it on now that we're getting into the, the real sort of too many games played to just write it off as a good start... Is, uh, are um, Newells, who are, as well as being one of the four unbeaten teams are the only team who have yet to concede a goal but also who a joint second in the table um, and have only scored four goals in five matches mm. but with Ignacio Scocco uh, who who scored a very, very, very late winner against Independiente this this weekend <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Sorry against the Atlantis. Atlantis. I, I did that earlier to myself well so I managed to edit it in time um, not on the Listen. podcast but, yeah. <laughs> Not this He's now scored twice uh, The first one of course Was that absolute screamer uh, A couple of weeks ago Against a team I can't remember That might That wasn't against Independiente was. They have played Independiente this season Haven't they We can't remember Doesn't matter Um but is, is whether Newells Who have been in good form And have been playing well But for whatever reason Haven't have scored fewer Than a goal no, I,
3: I still consider Newells I would probably still off. Consider them my favourite To to win it still mm-hmm. I think they're Extremely impressive And as you say They've got guys Like Skokko mm-hmm. And who else on the bench They've got some be uh, yeah, well, Uri- 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 on the bench Yeah um, They yeah. For me they look They, they look excellent I'd probably consider them My title favourite so far mm-hmm. uh,
4: you're not you're not convinced by Boca. Um, Boca, well, Boca, aren't playing well. They're not, well, playing, well. They're not, they're they're not playing well at all. Yeah, they're winning. <laughs> they're winning though. <laughs> they had, they they had, had the two shot. Game. They had two chances to to, to score, and sure, score both both. Sound both well, sure, but but they not They're not playing well. Yeah. You ask any any Boca supporter, yeah, they're, they're outraged at uh, how the hey, team's hey, playing. Hey, this is arguably the sign of a champion. And B, as as many
1: non-Boca fans in Argentina might say, this is the sign of a Boca Juniors team.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, of course, cry. no, of, of course there is that, there care. is that, but, but there's, there's, but not even in that sense that, that they're solid, and maybe not that adventurous, but, but they're solid, and they're grinding out, there's not even that, I mean, I mean, I produced a very good, uh, save, it right at the death, against, at uh, the weekend, but, but I mean also I mean they weren't really tested that much I mean if they come up against a decent side then um, no, this is what I was saying earlier like they've not, they've not played in New yet they haven't played a
0: Cologne. yeah no, a I, a agree, um, I agree even, you could even say you haven't played a Racing or, or there's
4: not a Boca supporter no. who's, who's, who's no, pleased I mean, with the way, way the team is at the moment that said as you, as, as you rightly point out if you're top of the table with that in mind then obviously it's a sign of, uh, that things can only improve but, but yeah I think
0: well I think this week they've got all the boys right or is it Argentinas I think
4: Argentinos Hawaii you've got the Argentine thing we are not quite sure yeah, how Al-Boise. to pronounce Alboys Alboys they've got the Alboys Alboys if anybody want another I'll, I'll take another ask
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: so that could be interesting I think Alboys looks pretty, um, pretty solid so far I think I'm-
1: Argentinos as well They're yeah. playing Argentinos But yeah. he was talking About all boys Yeah I got confused <laughs> they, they are away to Argentinos in the uh, <laughs> Classico de los Juniors <laughs> as, as we call it on Let's Hustle start time. again like Let's, let's not, do not do this While well. ice is yeah, yeah I was, yeah, was going to yeah. Say that bit so. um, yeah,
3: That was a mess Yeah I okay. think even, even aside from That Boca are going To be up there But from, yeah as I said Arsenal have been Very impressive Newells have been Very impressive Colón have been Very impressive yeah. For me Boca and Vélez are, are still Untested enough To To Call them contenders, but they'll probably be up there by the end. Mm. Um, and no, it's just for me, it makes it an interesting league, mm. even if perhaps it's less uh, unpredictable than it has been recently. Whereas we've got some teams like San Martin and Unión, yeah. who you know are probably going to lose.
0: Yeah. Um, then I think that's a good thing because, like, say clubs like uh, like Boca, like Racing, like Colon, they are not dropping points against the teams. They shouldn't be. Sorry, just my voice there. All that's going to mean is you know when they actually do meet each other. It's gonna give so much more importance to these games. Yeah, totally. Before yeah. you could say, "All oh, right, we lost against a team that's you know just the last in the league, but it doesn't matter because they're gonna go to San Martín next week and lose." You know, now if you think the teams that are up there are gonna win more often
3: than yeah, not sure. uh, It makes, the makes the it unpredictability, yeah. unpredictability is nice, but uh, it's also nice to have sort of you yeah. know when there's a big clash coming up because yeah. and uh, that it just helps with the quality. I think
0: from what I've seen this year so far, like the quality. I wouldn't say second a jump, but it's
4: kind of taken a, a little skip up. Just to say something about Fakundo Saba before we move on. Um, I read that they, that he hadn't won, or the team hadn't won, in eight matches. And I think this is really unfair, what they've done here, by... They do this an awful lot. They say that they haven't uh, won or they're on a, a losing streak or whatever, and that, that stretches into the, the previous season. Yeah. If we go back to the previous season, uh, if I can just have a saved uh, San Martin, yeah, so two and, and of two, the of,
1: the two of those, didn't win well,
4: two the of the matches, matches exactly, they didn't win, are, are the promotion play or the relegation <laughs> playoff rather, which, as, as as we all know, they they obviously. Um, you have the, the sporting advantage If you're the, the team From the, the higher division so, so they stayed up So um, You know Sure they've, they've lost uh, The first five games they've been, they've been tough games That they've had though And
1: can, uh, can I just ask John For the benefit Of English speakers Who probably haven't heard The phrase Sporting advantage before Exactly What does it mean uh, It
4: means that It, it means that if you draw and In the relegation playoff Where you have uh, The teams who finished uh, Towards the bottom Of the table From the first division Against teams that Finished towards the top from the second uh, If it's a draw Team from the first division Has that sporting advantage Having already been in the uh, As I said The, the higher division So they, they, they're they the ones Who stay up Rather than going to penalties Or away goals Or anything like that Ridiculous what? name to give it
1: In my opinion uh, Nothing to do with Sporting play Or, or you know The other that uh,
4: You're right. You're right. You know, Direct I mean,
1: translation your, your, your translation of it Is, yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not criticising that I'm saying yeah. It's a bizarre thing For the advert to call it But I agree It's very
0: It was very hard on Sava I think he did wonders with us He wasn't happy about it He said I I
1: don't think I was given the chance
4: Well he said the players didn't want him to go as well And the other
1: thing with talking of the the still pointless clubs is that Union um, also lost their manager uh, Frank Kudelka, The week before Yeah, stepped down having said I don't deserve the place. It wasn't the week before; it was this weekend. I
0: thought it was the week before.
1: I'm sure it was this weekend. No, because they, they played Arsenal on Friday evening. Yeah, I'd say so. It, sort it feels, was so, so From it's sort of Friday awful. to Monday, it's Wednesday. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he said apparently, he kind of in tears, almost in his mm. press conference, saying, "I don't deserve the post anymore." Mm. Whereas Sabah I think, is slightly more. Krabs still has just justifiably feels that he does yeah. deserve it. <laughs> Union it should be said, and with what Joel has said about San Martín's. Draws in the relegation playoff Taken into account But Union have now uh, Not won a match In 11 Primera matches Because they really fell off At the end And they didn't play In the relegation playoffs. it should be pointed out So that you know It's 11 stretching back To the Therefore uh, God I'm trying to do math 13th match of the Clasura Thank you 13th match (laughs) of the Um, you. And so that makes Three coaches that have been
3: uh, It does English, who's Uh, Who's the other one Christian Diaz of in, MBS,
1: yep. in five rounds So we've lost three coaches Excellent. But the other thing I wanted to say About both Of the uh, Teams who have who've won, Lost all five games Is It wouldn't surprise me Entirely If they Kind of start to pick up Some points Because neither of them Have had an entirely Easy Start to the season um, So far Union's losses Have come against Arsenal On the first weekend Who are the mm-hmm. champions That was only 1-0 um, And then they lost To Godoy Cruz Who in the second round we were still wondering whether they were back they'd drawn the first game with all boys but it turns out they're playing fairly well so far this season um, then Quilmes who have made a, a real splash away to Boca and then as we've already said 3-1 away to all boys uh, last Friday and San Martín lost to San Lorenzo who admittedly aren't all that no but, but at, at the start of the season like, you know, there was the season, a lot of buzz around San Lorenzo yeah. firing on all cylinders Um have lost to, at uh, home to Colon, who were uh, one of the the early pace setters in, in the Championship, um, away to Newells, which is you know Fair. half of Newells' goals so far this season came against San Martin. So, this is as much as anything, you know, Newells might be crap. Cause, um, <laughs> but, you know, San Martin. Um, at <laughs> home to Valles, who, who may not be <laughs> all that. And then, and, and then this recent match against Racing. So, the point is, again, okay, not all of those teams are. Uh, Teams have won five out of five so far. In fact, none of them are because nobody's There's on. a lot of speculating. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just <laughs> pointing out. Both of them. Like we have, <laughs> have, have had five games, which, yeah. for the quality of, of team no, that right. they are, yeah. are really difficult opponents. <clears throat> right. um, and at some point, they're, gonna have, they're going to be playing sides who are easier to beat. Yes. Um, when you're at home to Tigray this weekend, which you'd have to say maybe not that, and San Martín at home to Arsenal. Yeah. But before too much longer <laughs> At some point They're going to have to At least play each other And they <laughs> like, Somebody One of
3: those two teams Will, will win a point yeah, In so, this and, season
1: when For instance In two weeks time At home to Rafaela And San Martín <laughs> God, like Chris God. I'm starting to forget What the point was And uh, Maybe the going to lose all of <laughs> yeah. their matches Throughout the season I think we can safely say That one of
3: them Will win one point
1: I think they will no, take I just, points I can't this. help suspecting That one of them At least Is, is due a little bit Of a pick up in form well, I don't know Like, like, like very I have having lost yeah. all their games then. <laughs> I've got
0: to say I've heard rumours from around San Martín like from the forums and stuff that uh, Leo Madelon has been rumoured as the next coach oh. and you can probably just like goodbye he, to the app. Uh, He's he the,
1: the relegator
4: To
0: Dave Bassett the terminator, he He's sure. the relegator
1: the, the, the other thing with this though talking of uh, uh, funny you should mention Madelon uh, San Martín um, because just as I'm, I'm now checking the, the promedio statistics to, to try and say that, you know, in spite of their terrible form, maybe one of these sides is still mid table in their relegation standings, no, and so without no. pressure. <laughs> we, we should first of all just remind listeners, long term listeners, that there are no relegation playoffs at the end of this season. It's just the bottom three in the relegation table go straight down. And the bottom three in the relegation table are San Martin and Union and Independiente. Mm-hmm. Um, Independiente actually sandwiched between the two. San Lorenzo are very much within touching distance, and Lady God Rafael are not too much further up. Um, Newell's looks to I think Newell's are going to have a good enough season. So yeah, I think about that. Okay, You've you
3: got to Newell's, Argentina's, always got a cruiser all seem to be. I think
4: Newell's are going to do a this, Tigre this year. Yeah. yeah, but this
1: just adds to the, the pressure. Especially, yeah. any, I think I think it's any coincidence that the two um, the two teams who are going off the back of only last season's points average and not the season before are two of the three who have so far sat mm-hmm. their manager. Um, and yeah. of course other, there, uh, Independiente yeah. Who have got three Seasons of points average of the other one Yeah, yeah. they're three <laughs> yeah,
3: the yeah I think it's going to be Between those five I think we can We
0: mm. can draw a line Independiente there Independiente is going to be Really strong mate. I think
3: it's No
1: chance really for Newells Zach, and Tinos, all boys to No I think
3: Newells won No Newells won All of things. those three Have been playing fairly well so. I think
1: the only thing We have to account for is Kielmes and River Could both Have a fall off at four mm. yeah. And so Now Let's go on to The two newly promoted sides Because Kielmes have been A genuine Revelation, um, as I think Olay or, or Katya Shainer, one of the two, put it earlier this week. Have, they've started fantastically. Um, <laughs> fantastic meaning two wins, two draws, one. Yeah, loss. again I would put that down to who they have yeah. played so far well they
3: well, lost against Angelius in the first yeah. round. Then they
4: lost against Arcandinas at home, that was pretty bad. well also I think it's worth remembering the last time Kilmers were in the top flight they didn't win for the first fifteen games, was no, it no, under, under, under Tokali? Enough of a cushion game.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and this this, this one nil loss <laughs> at home to Why, why
4: the Madelon hate? Well, terrible they, match.
0: I don't have anything against him. He just seems to just, take
4: it, clubs down to the league. <laughs> no, but, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the last time they were, they were up, there I mean, Tokali had a, I mean, 15 matches without yeah. without a win. So, um, so I think this, that's part of it as yeah. well. This it's, this this one 0 defeat
1: I'm Dinos. The English
4: done mentioned just
1: that is, of course, their, their most recent result. And uh, I think we've kind of got away from talking about the the weekend just gone perhaps because it's not really just gone because we're already on Wednesday night Um, but some of the other recent results we mentioned Unions 3-1 defeat away to all boys uh, on Friday evening which resulted in Kudelka's resignation slash sacking with a couple of cracking goals in there yes absolutely Um, Newell's beat Estudiantes 1-0 we've also mentioned that that was Skokos almost last kick of the game winner Um, Arsenal beat Lanús 1-0 anybody have anything to say about that one? No,
0: it's got to put a bit of pressure on the twins. I think you know, haven't had a particularly yeah. good start. in so How will
1: the directors know which one to sack? That's the question. I think they will just go for the buy. <laughs> like. Absolutely. Um, Vela's beat Belgrano two one. Um, this was the. I didn't. Did any of you guys see this game? Because I didn't.
3: Uh, well, no, there was. No. As I said, I haven't been that impressed by Vela's. Uh, have have watched them better. Bel, Vela's
1: winner looked. Absolutely brilliant. I think it was Jonathan Cop- Copete looking like, on the TV angle at least, looking like he kind of curled one in from all his off the Petti cover. Copete
0: now's now right. is out for three months. And it,
1: yes, That's exactly. It turns out to be a Sergio Rodriguez own goal because apparently it went off the defender. And, I know. And Coppete done his hamstring, was it? Something or? like that, yeah. Like yeah. No, again, no so. that was Ferreira who scored that goal, I think. No, you might be right. Yeah, Facundo Ferreira before.
3: Well, he didn't score the goal. Okay, off. Keep... Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but that was the first... I think Belgrano's a decent team and that was the first so I was quite impressed that Belgrano won that I think that uh, I picked a draw or a Belgrano win for that one well probably a draw um so uh, I don't know that
1: Velez who are they got next week next week uh,
3: next week, Belis, uh away to Estudiantes yeah so we're going to start to see Belgrano's tested and, and yeah. uh, we'll see whether um they, they do in fact have a have a decent side but um
4: I'm just going to put it out there. I wonder what you guys think about if Vélez do one on Estudiantes, Diego or Kanya? It
3: could be. That'd be harder on Cana
0: since, you know, they've start- 10 of his 11 1st teamers are with the Argentina team at the moment. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but they've started pretty poorly, really. They've I mean, they they started they,
1: yeah. at home. This is, they, they've won all three of the games away, but they've lost both at home to River and... Anybody? Was it well, this is me pretending I know who it is, and I'm waiting you for you maybe? to answer
4: uh, yeah they lost to Teele 2-1 at home So they've lost
1: both, both home matches But it's almost like That's the One of the that, that, If they've won Both at home And lost all three away That would almost be Less pressure Because it's not in front Of their own fans at yeah. least
4: Yeah that's true yeah. And I, I
1: think it's just haven't played that badly um, yeah,
3: As we said They you scored a goal Right at the last minute Last week um, yeah. The yeah. were quite good In that match
1: the, the teams they've beaten away Tigre who Okay not uh, as good as they were last season but but they're not a bad side exactly um, is San Lorenzo San Lorenzo yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: oh that was the I one mean, where Roman Man- Martinez scored it's yeah.
3: no I think it's, they're, they're quite oh decent I think they're not going to be challenging for the title but they're not going to be dropping huge amounts of points the really. thing
0: is in Estudiantes now is that enough to just be a mid-table team like, I feel like yeah the fans have got so much more expectations I think after it's uh, obviously the 2009 Libertadores and then 2010 they lifted the title sure like, but one thing we have to say there
1: is enough. I think the fans are going to be slightly more patient because everybody in the club knows that it's the beginning of the post-Berron era mm. Okay. Sauvignon so retired at the end of last season he's scored a couple of goals for his new amateur team in the local La, uh, La Plata League um, which of course got covered by Ole in, in the Estudiantes club section of their website um, to show them what they were missing <laughs> almost but I think that's going to afford them a little more patience with the that I think they'll be happy to solidify for this season at least Just yeah I just think they'll because be happy with how the hell do you place a player not, not just how do you replace Severo Verón In any club's midfield But how do you replace Severo Verón In Estudiantes midfield This is a guy Who two years ago Was described by his manager As the most important player In the club's history um, Well I think they've made a, As good a move
0: As any bringing Roman Martinez mm-hmm. like Yeah sure. it's, it's hard to think but, but of A domestic base, player Who could have
1: But, but that's almost inches. like are not like, Okay this is slightly over the top routes but that's like saying that man united's replacement for alex ferguson isn't a bad replacement under the circumstances it's well, still, yeah. You've got to replace Alex bloody Ferguson, you know, sure, yeah. at some point. But well, I mean, they haven't
4: found another, another alcoholic. Yeah, but <laughs> Brazil, Brazil, didn't win the World Cup like 20 years after Pelé retired. Same, obviously, Argentina still haven't since Maradona. I mean, it, there is that when the icon yeah. and the you know the, the greatest player in in their history, respect to histories, uh, retires, then it's impossible to replace. Of course. Yeah, of course,
0: but you can't look to replacement in that case. So, like you've got to work, you know.
4: Well, you yeah, got to it's not a matter, a matter of, just, of just saying, okay, this guy. Not- should, should man up, but it's still the end of this. <laughs>
1: Books, <laughs> yeah. <It's> winter, <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, this is our analysis of uh, I can't, uh, again, I don't know which point we were trying to make there. No, pretty. Um, the yeah. Tigray and San Lorenzo <laughs> won one draw, which I think almost everybody would have would have seen coming. Um, see uh, San Lorenzo struggled up front. And I chose Tigre to win. Tigre and San Lorenzo were very kind of. Closely fought last season, obviously, especially with the direct relegation rivals, which isn't quite the same this season with Tigray being so comfortable. Uh, it was fairly entertaining game, yeah. I think. But don't know there's too much more to report from it. To be honest, Godoy Cruz against Independiente. <laughs> One major thing to report here is Independiente, and this is their luck so far this season. Finally, score a goal through Cristian Dula from a yeah, corner. First goal, yeah. First league goal of the season. Right, they scored sorry, three in that. the Copa Sudamericana. Um, but Cristian Tula Then promptly gets Injured Yes A few minutes later Almost in the match um, And Godoy Cruz End up turning it round Through Two goals two from, from David Ramirez, Ramirez Who as i yeah. mentioned In passing earlier, is in really good form yeah. So far since his return I've got to the say The best thing about that game I don't know like
0: How many of our viewers Would have watched it On uh, the Football Parados Like system But they managed to put A microphone just behind Um Americo Tolo Gashigo's like bench of which picked up every single thing he said Yeah, and, and it was his first match in charge yeah. at the end and it was fantastic like he just heard him like un un para para la he was like to translate absolutely these terms into English ones? it's basically like he wanted to make a sub and then he just started you know, cursing someone's sister's no, yeah, yeah. Not the It's not a wise idea
3: to put a microphone behind the, one of the managers No, but it just wise had me in stitches to, like, yeah.
0: absolutely in stitches
1: Perhaps not a wise idea for the manager to scream your mother's pussy at the <laughs> <laughs> at
3: <laughs> No, <sisters>. <laughs> it's your, your sister's, sister's story. Story. right um, um, no, Betullo was a big loss because he was, I think, man of the match uh, in the game against Spock sort of Americana and then he scored here and, and, and yeah, losing him is, is a big loss Absolutely yeah.
1: Apparently Eduardo Puzio
3: is also a
0: doubt for this weekend Yeah, so and they've also got Santana out I think Vargas yeah. is out and it, in it's the central one.
3: one Yeah
1: The but spine to, of their team First-choice central defenders and a couple of pretty decent midfielders as well mm, yeah, um, Probably one of the, the more notable <laughs> matches of the weekend was River play away to Colón I don't only say that Because I'm a River fan But also because I kind of said last week That it was going to be River's first Real test mm. um, I said That really? I thought That, that Colón were going to win Because Colón Are very strong You say first
0: real test Apart from losing Against Bograna? No
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sure. it, 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 First real test Away After some very uh, tricky yeah. Away results to, to Tigre And Estudiantes Both of which uh, they won um, and that this was where we were going to kind of start to find out how good they really are right. and they got a point which although it was a very late equaliser and from although they had four or five strikers on the pitch at the time the equaliser came from defensive yeah because all, strikers all of those strikers thinner. were offside but then were they were they good for the draw well. the consensus at least is, is that River were good for the draw um, I was slightly frustrated they didn't take any chances earlier I, think, I thought if, if River had scored first they would have stood a um, Fairly decent chance of winning, but the fact was, again, they didn't create a hell of a lot of chances
4: for all Yeah, of I'm, not, I'm not. Re- is Although, the consensus they were, were good? Yeah. Well, like I, mean, I, I heard sure. I think they were very, very poor. Very poor. I watched
0: a lot of that game and I wasn't impressed. Uh, much. So, you guys would say Colon deserve the win? Or?
4: I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think
1: so. See, I think the point is a fair result, but more as much as anything because I didn't think Colon were particularly brilliant either. It was. There's definitely that There's There's a bit of talk At the moment uh, And and, and to some extent You have uh, We kind of discussed Previously how River Are perhaps set up To counter attack And therefore to play Away from home Better When they're not expected You know last week We were talking about The dominance of possession Against San Lorenzo And the fact they Failed to turn it into anything Um, When River aren't expected To to really push forward They maybe play better And have that pressure off And way to Colón Who started the season So well as well in In the first four rounds that presses most definitely often with Colón's home record as well. Um, so I wasn't disappointed exactly with the way they played. I would have liked to see them play a bit better but the real talking point before the game was Manuel Lansini mm. who, as we said, superb start to the season. Um, Joel was mentioning last week that he was being played off out of position out on the left. There was talk in the middle of last week around the time that we recorded of maybe playing in this defensive midfielder and then he ended up not being in the starting 11 or on the bench. Mm. Um, and this was kind of the tipping point this weekend. This was the point where I went from having some patience with Matias Almeida and mm. thinking, well, you know, he's still learning the ropes and the pre and stuff, to this added to the Lucas-Orbán situation with sending him, just being happy to let him go to Tigre um, and then suddenly complaining that he's not going to left back when he'd already said Orbán wasn't good enough after Orbán very impressive season last last season for Tigre um, where I start to think that Almeida might just be a raging idiot well I don't actually uh, saw not, the quotes from him saying. that have
0: come out in the last couple of days which me, it's really
1: i like, been occupied with friends yeah. who the arrived well
0: they really kind of seemed a very thinly veiled um, dig at Lancini almost it was something along the lines of when I was 19 I never told coaches how to play so now I'm the coach. I don't want 19-year-olds coming up to me and telling me how I should play.
1: See, I'm kind of almost glad to hear that that's what's happened because although I still think yeah, that it not the first thing, mm-hmm. at least it turned out not to be our major being a complete well, fucking idiot. There's a, a, a bit of
3: talk at, at the moment about uh, Trezeguet, you know, who hasn't scored mm. a, in mm. the first division, and whether that's uh, whether the perhaps last season was a bit of an illusion because... It's just a National B player already. But, but then well, we're,
1: coming, we're coming back <laughs> to what Joel was saying last week about Caruso Lombardi. No, I don't
3: Lombardi's think so. So. I mean, well, we're talking about how old he thirty. Thirty-four. Yeah, we're talking about a player who was physically uh, past it, basically, and and
1: yet two and a half months ago he was absolutely fine to score the two
3: goals. No,
4: no, there's, there's so a there's a, there's a, nice a very, clear problem, problem yeah. there, there's sure. a very clear problem. Jump, here There's a very clear problem, which how is the
1: deterioration two and a half. Months. Well, we're not talking about two and
3: a half months. We're, we're talking about, about the jump up in fitness. Like, wasn't enough to play at the end of his career
4: and said, "Yeah." But Edmond was playing until he was like thirty-eight. The thing here is that Tresidder doesn't doesn't get any service. Right. How many crosses has the receive in against Cologne? Not even against Colón. This in this season so far. There, there's no play in River Plate that, that crosses. All the corners are either going almost out on the other side of the pitch yeah. or aren't making it in into the area above sort of waist height. This, this I think is the issue. Exact because not, well, they e- exactly, exactly. Because so they're playing at the moment. Them. They're playing well. Um, Casares was taking some of them Casares the young Ecuadorian Again, Casares
1: is a right-footed player who was given his starting debut for River on left wing in the position that Lansini was being played out of position
4: yeah but but, I mean with this I mean Trezeguet they're also playing um, Funes Mori who, you know, we can say whatever you want about Funes Mori, but he's a certain type of—he's he's, he's, he's a, no, a certain type of forward. He's a mm. type of forward who needs crosses, yeah. and and the quality. And but first of all, they're players who aren't really—that's uh, not their game. Secondly, the type of crosses then that they are putting in simply aren't feeding. These two players, and I think that's where the problem is. I mean, everyone's saying like that oh, Trezeguet hasn't made. It. I mean, as we said, Martin Palermo, who didn't achieve everything that uh, that, that Trzegiet yeah. did achieve, no, played until an older age. So it's not about age; it's just about service. It's well, not but, um,
0: got and got as well, who still scoring goals at 40, like
1: exactly,
4: absolutely. exactly. exactly.
3: Especially, especially one of that. the hardest working guys in training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not even yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: you can really seriously dispute Palermo's fitness, because although he wasn't kind of. <laughs>
4: The, the quickest player on the pitch, as exactly, we exactly. made fun of many, many times. And Tresset's game, even when he was 24, 25, was ne- was first, never to be involved first in, in the, the build-up. He was a finisher. Yeah. Exactly. He was always a, you know, a player very close to the goal. Exactly in the air or or, or, yeah. or finishing. But either way, he wasn't uh, that that involved in the build-up. So I mean, I think this is this is the problem, and this is where the criticism of Almeida could could come in. That he's not. Yeah. Building a team that's looking to to basically make the most of the player who's, uh, I think, without any uh, argument, uh, the best, the most talented footballer in playing in Argentina, which is again.
1: Sure.
4: In terms of achievement and, and yeah. ability. Yeah. So best. I mean, the well, there is none. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> well, How many other world well cup winners are there? So, uh, so, I mean, I think that, really that's.
1: <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> I think we could probably put them in slightly separate categories of. Perhaps well, rivers really is well, saying Camaronezzi you know,
3: for, for these crosses. Yeah. Well, there was talk about it. Yeah, that well, yeah. yeah, before,
1: yeah, yeah. It happens.
3: You could put that down to Almeida as well. well I don't yeah, know how much yeah. it has to do with it, but it's getting rid of
1: uh, Ocampos and keeping Sirigliano, who hasn't been playing that well. Yeah. This is another yeah. sure. thing I wanted to mention, actually, because Sirigliano, for the first time um, uh, the weekend, was, was benched. Um, he, I'm just, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm having to check through now to make sure he didn't come off the bench um, no, no. it's the first time he's not started this season so he's gone from Manchester United and Manchester City transfer target to being benched by River Plate and not even getting a single minute away to Colón in the space of two, and two months pretty much uh, he's not started the season well I still back him he's, still a, he's not become a bad player overnight but just perhaps this kind of step up and and as much, as I, I just like Almeida to show a little bit of. Possibly direction. related to all this transfer talk or
4: something. Like yeah. that. Absolutely, yeah, I'd, yeah.
1: I'd love it if we'd stop playing this kind of relatively rigid four-four-two, which doesn't seem to have all that much width either. If you're going to play a four-four-two without width, then why play four-four-two? Basically, why play a four-four-two with one right-footed left winger and another guy out on the right wing who's not a particularly wide player? In this case, it was. Uh, Sanchez, Carlos Sanchez, uh, former Carlo Cruz player. What's the point (laughs) of struggling to understand? No, no,
4: exactly, exactly.
1: Um, Maybe maybe we should move on at this point. Yes, Yes. Yes. night. we've been recording for some time already, so I'm going to play Mystic Dan's uh, theme music now. This is the penultimate Mystic Dan we will ever hear.
3: reading this off of a piece of paper which has been stained with Sam's friend I apologise for that um, as I said a remarkable six last week
1: yeah
3: and then a few yeah. of the ones that I didn't get which I felt like I had the the spiritual spiritually correct like beating River and, <laughs> and so forth so uh, yeah I, I count that as an eight or a nine yeah. last week yeah. sure it's various weeks and the big difference this week is only one home win I've got, whereas it's been all about home win. actually
1: that's we said last last week we commented that you gone for a lot of home wins, and there was only one away win.
3: Right, they all came through.
1: So it was a very good call, actually.
3: No, yeah. right, so to what I was saying before. I think it's easier this season with certain teams that you know are probably not going to win. So.
1: Mm.
3: All right, here we go. Um, so one of these teams, San Martin de San Juan, I've got losing at home to Arsenal. Uh, all boys winning away to Rafaela. Estudiantes winning away to Vel- uh, winning at home to Velez. San Lorenzo Colono got a draw. Quilmes winning away to Independiente Argentinos Boca draw Belgrano Racing draw Newells winning away to River uh, Tigre winning away to Union and Lanusco de Cruz
1: draw Excellent We'll be back next I'm, I'm not going to do the normal thing and ask for what we think of those yeah. just because we've yeah, it's say, been recorded thing. for some time as well um, and I've got friends waiting for me in a nearby cafe to go and pick them up We'll go through these as quickly as we possibly can okay. So first of all uh, one way to answer for all of them Paul Serres um, one underscore dick off on Twitter asks Luciano Vieto mm. this guy who scored a hat trick for, rib, uh, for ras- <laughs> River Hubwish uh, Racing, aged 18 this weekend just gone against San Martín mm. he says biggest inverted commas announcement performance since
3: Dennis Strack with Lucy
1: <laughs> away to Boca Juniors yeah. It's a hat trick yeah yeah I'll go along
4: with that why not <laughs> you're laughing at me Joe. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to Pastore against well, I can't remember who it was against but he uh, I mean he did something <laughs> he did something he <laughs> did something against someone no, I don't think anyone's someone. impressed as much in terms of a talent to, to announce themselves sure, sure, sure Stracolus against, against, against but I mean Stracolus hasn't quite gone the direction yet that's why I was no I mean in
1: terms of Billy Morrison asks do we think Racing Club can keep up their good form make a run at the title yeah I think
0: yeah sure why not no no, to
1: be different. I'm going to go with no, just purely because they're rassing. And as we always say, we're
0: going for one uh, one-word answers this time. Yeah,
1: yeah no, <laughs> but it's, a, it's an it's an armed question. I think they'll keep up the good form, but I think they're going to fall away at some point because they're I rassing. I think the
3: Pelletieri's save is the turning point for
1: Russia. Russia N T underscore lies asks, breaks. how far is Nico Pareja from the national team squad?
0: Ah, oh, buddy Fairly
1: Yeah, I was fair. in the consideration. Oh, a well, while I think on
0: like the Benito he was, was on the fringes yeah, yeah but when he was he's, not really yeah. Mm. Um, he's not really been mentioned yeah he's not really been mentioned on the Savela so far yeah quite far
1: sure um, Football and Music asks whose Twitter is very similar so just, it's footy and music asks you'll probably cover this anyway which in fact we haven't uh, surprised Uh-oh. me but what about the Tevez comment the national team is not my priority and that doesn't surprise any of us I don't think
0: no, no since Tevez isn't the national team's no. priority then
1: and, no. but also um, because I'm just reminded of something we often get comments I'm, I'm sure all of us get them on, on Twitter saying you know Tevez plays for the shirt he, he, he'll bleed for Argentina and so on and I remember Seba <coughs> a year a year and a half ago on here talking about how he's fed up of hearing all this because Tevez in fact. Many many times Has demonstrated That he really Doesn't give a toss About the Argentine National
4: team It's not even Demonstrating He said it there was, a game, was it after The Spain yeah. Friendly When yeah, when, when Argentina just, Won but, but he said you know, He not,
1: somehow Keeps this reputation As being yeah. the But player. I think people
3: d- Don't Differentiate The way he plays On the field With his what he says of, because like, on the field he always says yeah, you can throw him in any single game and he's going to look like yeah. he's going to die for the
1: team but. I need to add a bit of context because I didn't spot when I actually read the first question out a uh, follow up tweet he says this demonstrates a poor attitude towards the national team rather than towards Man City this year he's a bit bipolar what do Argentine fans think of this and the answer to that is Argentine fans completely <laughs> fail to see
4: it bipolar they've been reading but, Claudine the they? number yeah. Yeah.
1: But seriously, the number of Argentine okay. fans I talk to who think that Messi should be dropped and that Tevez should come in in his place—honestly, do you have you not had this? No. Not, no. not, no, no, t- maybe t- two years ago I did have this, but not, no, no. I, I had this after the Ecuador game in which Messi scored one goal and set all of the other three up. Sorry, set set two up directly and provided the penultimate pass for the for the other one. Oh, there's always going to be people that, that say those kind of things, but at the same time, I don't. I think that
3: quote is slightly—I mean, Tevez. I saw the interview he came up he, this is when he got off the plane kind of thing and he sort of said he was trying to be diplomatic more than anything he was saying yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, the national team yeah, it's is doing go fine without down. me yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. he, he he said we, I don't want any drama about this yeah. he was just he
0: also said as well like I'd be happy to play as a sub I'd be happy just to be yeah. part
3: of the squad so yeah, yeah. it was, it was a mix. I don't think it's Tevitt saying yeah. I don't care about the national team it's saying no, really like let them do their thing and yeah. I'll exactly. get on with my life
1: or maybe possibly realising that he's not going to be first priority for the national team well, said, no. so why should they be? When, when somebody
3: like Barcos gets called up and and Tevez mm. not he, he yes. probably starts to realise that he's not
1: in uh, Sabelo's reckoning uh, Tom Robinson asks what's the situation with Julian Melasquez is
4: he back at Independiente for good yeah he is today it's happened just Fill oh, us in on the details. Yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking about this. I mean, because Genoa had real problems. They had problems with Formica, didn't they? With Newell's because Formica was had signed for for Genoa pretty much, and uh, and then they kind of messed around with the tax. And this has happened again. And there's been a couple of other ones uh, that. A couple of other transfers where it's happened. Um, Velasquez returned today. They haven't paid. They um, yeah, so um, it's brilliant news for Independiente. Yeah. Massive That's news for them. We yeah, have defenders before. Yeah, It's, it's really, really good news for them. But, um, but no, he is back.
1: Excellent. And the final question. Um, actually, two final questions, from Colin. The, the second of which is uh, that he sent us at least World Cup qualifiers played in the exact same order every <laughs> tournament. Didn't, wasn't aware they were. I think that's probably just fortune. And so we'll move on to the first one. Uh, sorry for such a dismissive answer, Connor. If you do think there's something behind it, but we, as I say, we're rushed. Um, who plays better for the
4: national team than for their club? M- uh, many Uruguayans. Yes. I, I think he's talking about Argentina. I know, but I, I was just. I mean, when that question, I immediately yeah, think. Yeah. I immediately think Pablo Garcia, former Osasuna Real Madrid midfielder, who mm-hmm. was. I'm sorry. Even
3: Forlan or. Say Forlan uh, as well. well, well, I've seen uh, Federico Fernandez who barely. I haven't seen him actually in Italy to be but. He's a a sub basically in Napoli most of the time Mm -hmm. and and he's looked quite good on the Savela.
1: Yeah. It, um, it's, it's really clear here To those who are listening That Australian Dan Sitting next to me And therefore was able To read that question Before I <laughs> gave it to you yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: um, I, I don't think there are Many players to be honest for, no. for, for
1: Argentina Who, who are better no, for, for the country Because I, I, I think There's so much competition parties, yeah. I think to get into The Argentine team You've got to be playing yeah. Fucking good players. But the thing we also Have to suggest is In terms of players Who play better For the national team than their club Lionel Messi has never Scored a hat-trick Against Brazil for Barcelona, <laughs> this is true. Or any Brazilian club I believe No, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so is he finally playing better for Argentina? Yeah, I, I after think that's absolutely. That yeah. oh, I saw him I saw him at the weekend. He didn't even score a goal. So, we'll, <laughs> this is it. We'll be back with you uh, next week, I suppose, for that one after he's played, played yeah. the next two matches for Argentina. One thing we should mention is that if he, uh, we were mocking uh, one of the misreported statistics last time, but if, if Messi scores in each of his next two Argentina matches, i.e., this Friday and Monday he could become as far as I'm aware the first Argentine ever to score in seven consecutive <laughs> uh, uh, international matches which would be quite something on which note when not I'm going to leave and I'm going to leg it out the door to go and meet my friends who are probably wondering where I am so it's goodbye from Australia bye goodbye from English now. bye bye goodbye from Joel bye thank you again to Ralph Hannah for joining us at the got nearly two hours ago, if it feels like now. Um, it was two At the very top of the show. And was. goodbye from me. Yeah. Goodbye.